It is so awesome to be a part of Equippers, and it's so awesome to be with my family. My heart is broken, crushed. I'm so disappointed that I'm not there live right now in New Zealand, but the whole Equippers family all around the world, thank you so much for tuning in and letting me preach to you today. I have a very, very special, special sermon for you, but before we do that, let me explain something I said to your young people. We had hubs groups a few weeks back, and I was uh, awesome to be a part of it. But when this whole thing happened, the coronavirus and Corona-19, I was in on tour in schools, and I did all these schools and everything, and everything just shut down. It's just like, go home, you're done, shut down. I got on one of the last flights home, and when I got home, I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning, and I had the worst sore throat I've ever had. And I literally turned on the news and it said, if you have a sore throat, you got the coronavirus. You're going to die. If you have a sore throat, it's over. And I swallow and it hurts so bad. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to kill everybody. I got the corona. I got the corona. And the corona killed all the black people. I got the corona. And I was so dead, just, I was all wound up. I was having an anxiety. I've never had that before. And then I slid out of my bedroom. My wife was sleeping. I went in the other room and all of a sudden, this one scripture came in my head. Be still and know that I am God. And I started thinking to myself, come on, this is crazy. Fear is nothing but false expectations appearing real. It ain't real. So I had to cast all my cares upon him because he cares for me. And literally in one moment, I went from this anxious, anxiety, depressed, I'm gonna die, to absolutely God's got this. He's gonna take care of me and everybody else around us. So whatever you're going through on this morning or this day. You just hold on to God. No matter how you feel, you may have a sore throat and they may say you got the corona, but you got Jesus. He's greater than any disease. And listen to me. If he made a way through the Red Sea for the people of Israel, he's going to make a way from us through this entire virus. So just be still and know that he is God. Today, Equippers Church, I want to talk to you about something very important. These things. I know they're the biggest nails you have ever seen, but I simply want to talk to you about three nails. Three nails. Hopefully it's something that we can learn today together in the Word of God, but there was three nails that were absolutely driven into Jesus' wrist and his feet that held him on the cross. But crazy enough, not only are there just three nails that held him on that tree, but while he was on the cross, Jesus prayed three prayers. And there's a nail for each prayer. And this morning, I just want to look at those with you and see what God has for us. So if you go to your Bible, to Luke chapter 23, verse number 34, the Bible says this, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I'll give it to you again. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Leave your finger there. We're going to go back to that scripture. But in Mark chapter 15, verse 34, the Bible says this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's the second prayer or the second nail. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And lastly, go to Luke chapter 23, verse number 46. And our third nail is the prayer that says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. 
into your hands I commit my spirit. Let's pray over the word of God for us today. Jesus, I pray for every man, woman, boy, and girl. God, I know you love us. I know you care about us. I know you have a reason for this whole entire thing that's happening. But God, you love every equippers member, every family represented today. Speak hope to them. Speak love to them. And let us all learn what you have for us through your prayers that you prayed on the cross before you died for our sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. The first nail I want to talk to you about is simply called the nail of forgiveness, the nail of forgiveness. Listen to me. We are never more like God than when we forgive, and we are never more unlike him when we choose not to forgive. I'll give it to you again. We are never more like God when we choose to forgive, and we are never more unlike him when we choose not to forgive. It takes nothing less than divine grace to help us forgive people who we find most difficult. In order to forgive, I found it absolutely essential for me to identify with Jesus at this moment in his life, because at this moment in his life, he is feeling more pain than he's ever had before. It couldn't even get any harder to forgive than it is for you to forgive a man who's driving this nail into your flesh. Jesus could forgive this then surely I can forgive now. When Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. As many occasions, it has helped me get through hard times. A lot of you know my story. You know I grew up in foster care. You know when I was born, my mom gave me away and said she did not want me. I struggled with that. It hurt me. It was pain and sorrow, but I had to let go of that so that I could be who I am today. This now is so important to forgive. I know it's not easy. I know it's a struggle, but listen to me when I tell you, when we choose to forgive, it's human nature for us to think what they did is okay. When we forgive, that we're saying, all right, whatever happened to me, I deserved it. It is okay. It's okay that they used me, abused me, that all this happened to me. It's okay. No, it's not. It is not okay. When I am offended, it is my nature to build a case against those people, have it all good, nice and tidy, wrap it up, close it up, throw it away, case closed, and they're out of my life. William Ward summed it up when he said this, we are most like beasts when we kill. We are most like men when we judge but we are most like God when we forgive. I'll give it to you again. We are more like beasts when we kill. We are more like men when we judge, but we're more like God when we forgive. You can forgive. When you forgive, you are not saying that what happened to you is okay. You know what you're choosing? You're choosing to say, I found something greater than the hurt, greater than the pain, greater than what you put me through, and his name is Jesus, and he's gonna take care of me, and he's gonna take care of you. This nail of forgiveness is important. Jesus' prayer, it looked beyond the offense and to consider the heart and the soul of the offender. I'll give it to you again. He had to look beyond what was happening to him, beyond the pain, beyond the sorrow, beyond the hurt, and he had to look into the heart of the man. Why is he doing this? What happened to him? It's simple. You see, a gossiping soul 
<laughs> the reason that they gossip is because they've been abused by gossip their whole life. It's been a steady diet of gossip. So they became exactly what they've seen. Someone who grows up bitter and angry and mad. If you just take time to see something from their past, you may see reasons why they are hurt and they hurt so bad. The new perspective one, it's a new way to look at this, to look at it through the eyes of the offender. Why are they like that? Archibald heart. He said it best when he says, forgiveness is surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. Surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. I know, equippers, I know this is a difficult sermon, but I couldn't get it out of my mind. I knew that you needed to hear it. So that's nail number one. It's the nail of forgiveness. We'll come back to that. Nail number two, if you go to Mark chapter 15, verse 34, the Bible says this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, I love this nail. This is the nail that we call mystery. It's the nail of darkness. It's the nail of despair. It's the nail I don't know how I got here and I don't know how I'm going to get out. Many of you are going through this. Our whole world is going through this right now. The hurt and the pain and the sorrow that this coronavirus has brought has affected and gripped us all. Some have lost their jobs. Some trying to figure out how we're going to make the ends meet. But Jesus spent the last three hours on the cross in absolute darkness. When Jesus asked the question to his heavenly father, my God, my God, why I have you forsaken me? We never hear him hearing an answer. There's no answer to his cry that he gave. The question fills our minds. The questions and the struggles of this world. What is the reason for the obstacle that's in my way? Why did I get laid off from my job? Why did my mama die? Why did my dad leave us? These are the things that haunt us. Why hasn't my prayer been answered? The reason is a mystery. In the information age that we live, we want to look it up and find the answer. Look it up and know what happens. Look it up and see what it is. I got kids who won't go to a movie and watch it. They want to know the ending before they even get in the theater. Why would you go anyway? But this life ain't got that kind of trailer. There's no trailer. We have to live it. We have to trust and obey. And a kid growing up, there was a song that they always sing. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. This is the nail. Number two, that is a mystery. God possesses something that we need to we need to know. There's something about that prayer, that moment in his life that we can learn. And if we learn it today, it can help us in whatever we have to face tomorrow or even yesterday. You see, God is omniscient. He sees everything. He knows everything. He knows when you rise and when you fall, when you stand and when you sit, when you lie down and take a sleep. He knows it all. He knows the first chapter and he knows the last. He's here for you. He knows it. So we just have to trust him the way Jesus trusted him. What do you know if Jesus ever received an answer from God? Those haunting things is something that we don't. There is something perhaps that is more significant, however. Here it is, that at the darkest hour of his life, when Jesus felt alone without God in the world, he had finally fully found himself identified with us as mankind. He was all human in all its humanity, in all its lostness, in all its loneliness, in all its desperateness from God. He was finally like us, and God never rebuked him for asking that question. 
God never got mad or angry, but instead, here's what happened. What I know is this. In that moment, when he had nowhere else to turn, in that moment, in the sorrow and the pain that he was going through, instead of running from his father, he ran to his father. Oh, somebody say amen, because this second knell is to tell us to run to Jesus when the sorrow comes. Run to Jesus when we can't understand. It's wrong. It's wrong some of the things that have happened in this world. Some of you are struggling. Some of you are hurting, and you're trying to figure out, what am I going to do? Do what Jesus is. There is no sin in asking him why, but there's something you have to know. Even on the cross, God was there with his son, and Jesus knew the secret to navigating this mystery. He knew the secret to navigating this darkness and loneliness. And the secret is simply this. He trusted God. Let's trust God. No, even if we don't see tomorrow, he looked beyond the present crisis. He looked beyond the present circumstance and situation, and he trusted his father who can use everything everything in our lives, the blessings and the struggles. He can use them both for his good. Amen and amen. The third nail and the final nail. This is called the nail of surrender. It says in the Bible, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. Jesus' third prayer from the cross reveals the wonder and the attitude of death and the unknown, or unknown and then the death. Instead of fearing this unknown, instead of fearing the darkness, Jesus committed his spirit into the safekeeping arms of his heavenly father. At the cross, Jesus did one thing for sure. He knew he was not alone. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Jesus is with you. He's got you in the palm of his hands. When Jesus committed his stuff into the homes of his father, he knew that at the cross, that in that place, that he faced a terrible thing to consider. He couldn't even get through what was happening in his life. But Jesus had a secret to facing the loneliness. Even when he felt alone, he was not. Though his soul felt the sting and the separation, he knew that his father was still there. In life, there are things that make us feel separated. We need to know he is still there. He's got us. When his spirit was overwhelmed, even to the point of death, he chose to commit his spirit to the father. We must do the same thing. Commit our spirit to the father. I've often wondered, wondered about that. I've often wondered about giving God everything in the time that we're in right now. Right now, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, I would be with you live right now in New Zealand. We would have done schools all over the North and South Island. We would have already been to the kingdom of Tonga. We would do all these things, but somehow God saw it fit not to do these things and for us to be here. But what I love is in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, I love it when it says, I know who I have believed in and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep us from falling, to keep us. These three nails, these three things, what do they represent? They represent everything we are in Jesus Christ, who we are in him, what we can do in him, what we can become in him. These three prayers represent all that. So we have to do this right now. I have to speak to you man to man, man to woman. I got to speak to you as a family member. Is it you? Do you need to forgive? 
forgive. You have to. You have to forgive. Is it you in the middle of your darkness? Do you need to trust him even though you don't see the answer? You see, if, if this is a book, if life is a book, we got to let him write the rest of our story. Not just part of a chapter, but the rest of the entire book. Let him take care of it for you and for me. That's what we learned when Jesus' last three prayers, his last three prayers were so significant to helping us navigate through these times. I watched on TV and a few weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I did a funeral on Zoom because the people lost a loved one to the coronavirus. As I spoke to them and when it was over, I turned off my computer and I sit down and I listen in my mind, remembering the things they all said to me before the service started. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. I miss her. I wish I could have said this to her. I wish I could have said that to her. The soul, the unknown, the unknown that we have, the fear that is absolutely positively real that we may be facing. But you have to understand, it Jesus knew. So he left us these three nails, these three prayers, so that we can know that he's there with us. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In life, sometimes we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We think that everyone else is okay, but we're the only one alone. You may think you're the only one who have been stay home safe. You're the only one quarantined in your house, but you're not. There are people in this with you. You're not alone. Thank God for a church like Equippers. Thank God for social media like we have now. Thank you for videos that we can do sermons. Some of you are looking at me like, man, you're preaching like the room's full. No, I'm preaching like you're watching this. You are that important to God and you're that important to me. You have to understand in this life, you have to understand There's always going to be rain. But when it does, God is our umbrella. We can see the rain. We can hear the thunder. We can see the lightning. But he's always there. He's always there taking care of you and taking care of me, holding you and holding me. This whole thing that's happening is as if God put the whole world in time out. It's like he said, go to your room, think about what you've done, and come out different. Let's come out of this different. Let's come out loving God. Let's come out trusting him. So we have to do this. We got to let go of the people who've hurt us. We got to let that go. We got to say, okay, I'm going to let go of this, even though I know it's human nature to think if I let go, then what they did is right. It's not. Jesus is going to take care of me. His nail, that nail is going to take care of that. I love it when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's like Jesus knew that we would be lonely. He knew that we would have these lonely times. He knew that depression would come in. He knew that sadness would come in. He knew that all these things would happen. So he waited until he was on the cross to even let us get a glimpse of his own darkness. If that's you, he loves you so much. He loves you so much. That's why he put that prayer for you. I love the one. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. It is a sign of surrender. It's giving God everything. It's letting him be Lord of your life. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's an incredible verse. But it's there for you and for me because Jesus knew we needed a savior. He knew we needed a way out. He knew we needed hope. He knew we needed love. He knew we needed a sign. 
That's what it was for a little girl. You see, her dad every day wouldn't go to work until late. And every day after school, when she came out of the doors of the school, he was there to pick her up. In the first, second, third, fourth grade, every day without a fail, she was like a broken record. At breakfast, she goes, Daddy, it's okay, I can walk to school with my friends. Daddy, it's okay, I can walk to school with my friends. And he goes, no, baby, I'm going to take you to school. First grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Every year, she goes, Daddy, let me walk home today with my friends. Daddy, come on, they all live right in the same neighborhood. Let me just walk home with my friends. No, he was there. He was there. He was there. It was just a daddy protecting his daughter. But in the fourth grade, on the last day of school, last day of school, that morning in the car as they got in front of the school, he said, baby, today you can walk home with your friends. She almost had a heart attack. This girl was like, no, you're joking. You're joking. Are you kidding me? I can't. This is awesome. Thank you, daddy. I love you. I love you. I love you. He goes, baby, look at me. Look at me. And she says, yes, daddy. Yes. And he said, if something crazy happens and if you get lost, always remember this. Just look up. Look, find a steeple and find a cross on top of the steeple. That'll let you know where we live. You see, their home was right behind the big church in town. And literally, the steeple and the cross would cast a shadow every afternoon on their house. So he gave his daughter the secret to finding her way home. <laughs> the secret to finding your way home. So on this navigating life, if you're walking home from school and if you get lost, you took the wrong exit, who knows what can happen in this life to get you in the wrong way. Just do me a favor. Just look up and find a steeple and look up and find a cross because the cross will lead you home. How do we do that? It's simple. It starts with Luke 23, 46. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. We have to commit our life into his hands. He's got us. That's what this nail was for, committing our life life in the Jesus hands. Do that today. If you haven't, this is your day. This is your moment. This is your time to come to Jesus and let him be Lord of your life. When you come out of this time out that God got us in, you'll be stronger, better, faster because you have Jesus in the center of your life. Do that. All you have to say is, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And he will come in. The second one is this. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's that darkness. It's that loneliness. A lot of people think and they tell you when you get saved, everything's going to be great. That is a lie. Sometimes when we get saved, it's the battle of the century trying to stay saved. But listen to me in those dark moments, just like Jesus did. He knew his heavenly father was there. He knew he could trust in him. He knew that he loved him. He knew that he would sustain him through no matter what he was going through. And if he could do it, then he could do it now. Now, remember Jesus' secret to navigating. It's the second nail. His secret was Jesus gave everything to his heavenly father. So today, give everything to your heavenly father. And the first nail that we talked about, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. It's so hard to forgive. It's so hard to tell people, I forgive you. In the United States of America, if you're watching any news, it's a horrible time right now. People all over America are asking me, what do we do when someone gets shot in the middle of a street and they try to hide it? I don't know the answers to that. I don't understand that darkness. 
but Jesus does. And if he can help me in America, he can help you wherever you are at Quippers Family. Right where you're at, he's here to help you navigate forgiveness. You can do it, but you have to forgive. You have to forgive. I want to be most like God. So to be most like God, I choose to forgive. Hey, Quippers family, let me pray for you. Jesus, I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl. I thank you that you love us, God. I thank you that you care about us. I pray, God, for God, for those in this moment who need to commit their life to you, that they would simply say, Jesus, I give you everything. God, I pray for those who are in the darkness, God, who are locked up in the sorrow of this world. God, that you would let let them know that like you were there for your son, you are there for them. And Jesus, let them simply say, Father, why have you forsaken me? There's nothing wrong in that. But Jesus, you know that God was there for you. You are there for us. You're standing and sitting at our door. You're knocking to come in. Jesus, I pray, God, if someone's in that dark despair, that they would feel the Holy Spirit right now. They would feel hope. They would feel mercy. They would feel grace. They would feel you. Give them the peace that they need in Jesus' name. And God, I know, I know, God, you have to let go of yesterday. We have to let go of that hurt. We got to let go, and we must forgive. Because, God, when we let go, you come in. When we let go, you take us where we've never been before. So teach us, the Equipper family, how to let go and let God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Equippers family, thank you so much for letting me be with you today. And remember the three nails. Remember to forgive. Remember he's there in the darkness. And remember to surrender everything to God. In Jesus' name, I love you. I'll see you next year, live and alive. Have a great day. God bless you.